All right, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, somebody say more. More than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3.20 in the CEV translation says his power at work in us can do far more than. Somebody say more than. Say it like you mean it. Say more than. We dare ask or imagine. I'm going to read that one more time. His power at work in us can do far more than we dare ask or imagine. Next verse, John 10.10. 10. This is not the verse that I want you to memorize, but this is the verse that I want you to uh, have in your heart for the rest of this message. John 10, 10. I came so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. This is Jesus speaking. And this is also past tense. He didn't say I'm coming. He said I came. I came so that they may have life and have it more. Somebody say more. Somebody shout more. More abundantly. For the next few moments, I want to talk to you from a message titled, Made for More. Made for More. Let's pray. Father, I believe that you're getting ready to do far more in our lives. So we will have more faith. We will pray more. We will give more. We will live more. We will love more. Father, we will dream more because we believe that more is on the way. In Jesus' name, and if you believe that, say amen. amen. Grab your seat and somebody say more. More, more. For those of you that may not know this, my goal in life, my personal goal, my private goal is simply this. I want to be a good man, a good husband, and one day a good father. I've said that for many years, ever since I've gotten saved. I just have those three things I want to check off my list. I want to be a good man, I want to be a good husband, and I want to be a good father. Because I believe if I do those three, three things well, then I'll do everything else well. That if I'm a good man, I'm a good pastor. If I'm a good husband, I'm a good pastor. If I'm a good father, I'll be a good pastor. So I want to do those three things well. But in my pursuit, my desire really is this. At its core, it's simply to be more like Jesus. Somebody say more. I want to lead like Jesus. I want to love like Jesus. I want to live like Jesus. If I could, I want to look like Jesus. I want to be a, a Jew. I'm just kidding. I just want to be more like Jesus. Somebody say more. And I believe God is getting ready to take us into a season of more. And not just in our youth ministry, but in our church. And you may not be excited about that, but I am. I believe we're getting ready to go into a season of more. I believe that because of what God is doing in our lead pastor's lives, what God is doing in my life, I sense that God is getting ready to do in your life and take you into a season of more. Pastor Will, what does that look like? Well, first off, you need to realize this. In this season where God is taking you to more, it will also require more of you. There will be certain things that are expected of you. More always comes with more sacrifice. This can be proven in scripture. Luke chapter 12 says this. If God has been generous with you, he will expect you to serve him well, or it could be said for you to serve him more. But if he has been more than generous, he will expect you to serve him even better. Somebody say more. I want you to know this. I want to put you on notice and dur during this entire series, this word I feel like I heard from the Holy Spirit. All I want to do, I want to put you on notice that this season of settling in your life is over. We will no longer settle in our lives, in any area of our lives anymore. God is calling us to more. From this day forward, we will no longer settle for less than God's best for our life. We will not settle for status quo. We will not do business as usual. We will not settle with just being saved. 
from this day forward, we are pursuing more because God has been more than generous to us. Somebody shout more. In John 10, 10, we get to eavesdrop on a conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. It is a conversation that should create some expectation and some excitement in your life. At least it did for me. Because in this conversation, there are some things that Jesus reveals that he wants you and I to have. He communicates the contribution that he wants to make in our lives. It is simple yet profound. It is easily said, but not easily lived. God doesn't just want us to have enough. He wants us to have more than enough. Jesus reveals that one of the contributions that he makes to our lives isn't just life. It's a more abundant life. Out of all the things that he gives us, out of all the ways he adds value to our life, he came to give us what we cannot get anywhere else. You can't buy this. It's not sold on Amazon and you won't see it on Netflix or social media. God wants to give you something that can't be found anywhere else. He wants to give you more because God doesn't want us to be better. He wants us to be he wants us to experience his best. Not barely enough, not good enough, not sort of, not kind of, not a little bit, but a lot of bit. Somebody say more. The life God wants to give you, he wants to give you an abundance. He wants to give you more than you can handle. He wants your life to be filled. He wants your life to overflow. He wants us to have more. Jesus came to give us a more kind of life. And throughout this series, we're going to talk about a mind for more, that you got to have a mindset for more, that you got to see things differently. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, that God didn't, that God loved you so much that he didn't, he didn't just give you Jesus. He gave you the Holy Spirit and he's inside of you. We're going to talk about how you pray for more next week or after next week, after small groups, when whenever we get back into our series, we got some guest speakers for you. But we're also going to talk about making room for more because I believe we're in a season of more. Somebody say more. But before we receive more, the first thing I want you to understand and realize is that you have been made. Somebody say made. John chapter one, verse three says, all things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. That could sound kind of kind of weird, but this is talking about Jesus. It says all things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. Somebody say made. Number one, please write this down. You are made and manufactured by our maker. You are made and manufactured by our maker. Somebody created you. Somebody formed you. Somebody stitched you together. Jeans aren't what you wear. Jeans is what God used to put you together. G-E-N-E-S. It's what he does. It's who he is. You were made and manufactured by your maker. Psalm 119.73 proves this. It says, you made me. You created me. And God, he didn't just make you. He made you to use you. He made you and he chose you. Somebody say, I was made for this. Look at your neighbor and say, I woke up like this. The spirit of Beyonce just came over. My queen bee is in the house. Just kidding. But in order for you to know that you are made, I need to tell you what you are not. You are not a consequence. You are not some cosmic coincidence. You are not a relational accident. Your parents didn't just bump into each other and you came here. Your parents may have been surprised, surprised by your arrival, but God was not. You were planned. You have been intentionally, intricately, and strategically, purposefully placed and made. You were built by design. You were crafted for your calling. You were wired for your work. You were prepared for purpose. You were made. Somebody say made. And the scriptures are clear that we are made in the image and the likeness of a God that is not average. He is not ordinary. He is not basic. Genesis chapter one, verse 27 says, and God made man according to the image of God. He made him male and female. He made them. Somebody say made. 
I'm going to make this get into your head tonight. Y'all can walk around and just made everywhere. You'll see the word made. It's going to pop up. You are made in his perfect image. You are made in his godly likeness. So no one gets to talk down to you. No one gets to talk down to you. No one gets to make you shrink to fit into the version of you that they are comfortable with. You are made. No one can make you do anything because they didn't make you. Our maker made you. The only thing in creation that God touched with his hands was you and I. He spoke everything into existence. But when it came to your big head self, he's like, yeah, I'm going to give him the back of the head. Just like that. He put his hands on you. It's because I'm smart, Pastor Will. Okay, act like it. Somebody say, made. <laughs> Some of y'all thinking, like, man, is that me? Do I got a big head? Yes, it's you. Somebody say, made. He spoke everything else into existence. He formed us. You were made and manufactured by your maker. And because he made you, no one else gets to speak into what they did not make. No one gets to criticize what they did not create. No one gets to complain about what they did not call into existence. You were made and manufactured by your maker. You are not self-made. I don't care what you tell me. You are not man-made. You were God-made. Pastor Will, that's not true. I've been doing me since I was born. I've been me all by myself. I don't care how self-made you say you are. God made you. Somebody say made. But you weren't just made. Number two, you need to write this down. You are made for more. You are made for more. John 14 verse 12 says this. I tell you for certain that if you have faith in me, you will do the same things I am doing. And he didn't just pause there. He said this. You will do even greater things. Somebody say greater. According to Jesus, if you have faith in him, you will do even greater things than he has done. You will do more than. Greater. That's what that means. It means more than. Look at your neighbor. Say, I'm made for more. Look at your other neighbor, your second choice. Say it like you mean it. Say, I'm made for more. Y'all probably sitting there thinking like, what, Pastor Will, you mean to tell me that I'm going to do even greater things than Jesus? Yes. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at God. He said it. I didn't. I'm just repeating it. But what I want to ask you is, do you believe you are made for more? Or is the environment you're in limiting what's inside of you? Not even the environment that you're in. Is it the friends around you? Are the people around you a circle or a cage? A lot of times what is limiting your life is not the environment you're in. It's the relationships you have. But somebody say more. You don't need just more friends. You need more friends that got faith. Somebody say more. See, this is what more means. More means a greater amount. It means additional. It means to add on. According to scripture, there is more in you. In fact, according to scripture, there is greater in you. If you don't believe me, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, God's spirit is in you. That's a good place to say amen. God's spirit is in you and is more powerful than the one who is in the world. Somebody say more. There is more that God has in store for you. God has so much more in his glorious inventory for your life. You have no idea what else he wants to do in you, through you, and for you. There is so much more on the other side of God's blessing, and a lot of us don't want to experience that more because you are living a life limited by small thinking. But listen to me. God is not limited to your limited mind. Somebody say more. This is not to communicate that you should be discontent with what you have. This is to inform you that there is more. 
that we don't just settle with salvation, but we pursue everything that God has for our life. Because if all God had for you was salvation, why wouldn't the moment that you gave your life to Jesus, you just went on to heaven? That's not how this works. God wants to give you a more abundant life. That we don't just settle with going to church, that you start being the church. Oh, Pastor Will, but I come every single Wednesday. Yeah, that's good. You still cuss at school all the time. You still look at pornography. Uh Uh-oh. Pastor Will, you didn't switch gears up on me. I I didn't know. You still send those DMs. You still send those nudes. You still look at those nudes. Let's let's be real, because I told Lindsay this earlier. And uh, I just feel like in this season of more, this season of life that I'm currently in, I just feel free. Somebody say free. I, I just, my filter is, it's there, but it's it's open. It's just, ah, I'm just going to call you out. Because I ain't calling you out, I'm calling you up. I want you to know that there is more. Somebody say more. Stop just going to church, start being the church. That we don't just to give what we can, we give what we can't keep. That's called sacrifice. Your sacrifice may be somebody else's salvation. We want you to give more. That you don't just invite people to church, that you actually lead people to Jesus. Stop waiting to Wednesday for like, oh, well, Pastor Will will preach a message and they'll do a salvation invitation and then you give your life to Jesus. Why can't you lead them to Jesus in the cafeteria? Why can't you lead them to Jesus on the football field? Oh, I know why. Because you like pretending to be a Christian in here, but you like faking at school. Oh, I'm just wild. Yeah, that was Jesus. (laughs) I'm just wilding out at the football game. It's because I need a boyfriend, Pastor Will. They can't know that I'm saved. I'm trying to get me a man. Somebody say more. More. There's more to your life than just getting by. There's more to your life than a nine to five. There's more to your life than a job. There's more to your life than a bank account. There's more to your life than how much money you got in your pocket. You are more than a mistake. You're more than a mistake. I know you messed up a few times in your life. You're more than that. Matter of fact, I just, I, just somebody say, you're more than that. Say, I'm more than that. You're not a mistake. Ladies, you are more than likes, comments, views, and follows. You're more than that. And God wants to let you know that you're more than that. Not only that, he wants you to know you are made for more than just to survive. You are made to thrive. You are more than enough because God loves you more than you will ever know. He is not any less in love with you by the mistakes that you make. There is nothing that you can do that can remove you from the Father's love. Somebody say more. You are made for more. And we cannot allow the opinions of people to conform us into a version, to conform us into a version of people God did not call us to be. More. We're not called to be defeated. We're not called to be depressed. We're called to be victorious. We are called to live life of purpose and on mission. We are made for more. And he wants you to see that you've been called, commissioned, created, and made for more. Somebody say more. Please write this down because God didn't just make you. He's making you. God didn't just make you. He's making you. He's still putting you together. He is developing you. He is changing you. You are not who you were, and you are not who you will be. If you think all there is to life is who you currently are, you are mistaken. Guys, I, when I first got married, I did this real dumb thing. It was real stupid. It was, it was a mindset shift. I, I didn't really realize. I thought the woman that I married, she would stay the woman that I proposed to. I, I didn't know. I, was, I didn't know she changed. I didn't know, like, they, I didn't know growth causes people to change. 
And what I what I fell in love with in a season wasn't what I needed in another one. And it wasn't that it was a bad thing. It was a mindset shift that I had to go into because God loves you enough to change you. God was showing me that Lindsay's going to be able to pour more, pull more out of me if I allow her to develop and not quench her growth. Somebody say more. God didn't just make you. He's making you. You are becoming. You are growing. Because even though we are made for more, sometimes, sometimes we settle for less. I'm picking at the ladies tonight because you guys, most of you, not always, guys, this is for you too, but more so for the ladies. Y'all settle for some of the ugliest, dumbest men I've ever seen in my life. Not in this youth group because we look good. We make purpose popular. But some of y'all, I'm talking about, no. They come in, I'm like, uh-uh, that ain't the one. You know, just... You are too you are too called for that. You know, they just come, they show up. I'm like, stop it in the name of Satan. Just get out of here. Y'all dating demons. This is it's bad. And fellas, don't y'all laugh because oh Lord. Ladies, help them. Help them. You know, don't stop shooting them down. They some of them, they really trying, you know. All right. <laughs> uh I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. I told you I feel free. Somebody say free. Cause y'all ain't ugly. You look good. It's just you'd make ugly decisions. Yeah, for some of y'all, it was funny, but then it was like, <laughs> that hurt. Dang, Pastor Will. More. Somebody say more. Because even though you're made for more, sometimes you settle for less. You settle for less than God's best. But I want to know, and I want you to know, just okay is not who you were created to be. I'm just okay. You need to stop dating just okay. Oh, he's fine. Stop. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Good enough is not good enough when God's best is available. Good enough is not good enough when God's best is available. God has so much more for you than just getting by. You were made to keep your standards high and your roots deep. When you settle for less than God's best, you start settling for people who don't even meet your standard. But Pastor Will, I'm lonely. That's okay. I'd rather you be lonely with Jesus than be plural and miserable. Oh, I got friends. Yeah, but they're taking you down a path you don't need to go. Somebody say more. I wasn't even going to bother none of that. But this side right here just, I felt it. Anyways, you are made for more because God didn't just make you. He's making you. Next point, you are made to be more like Jesus. You are made to be more like Jesus. Remember, I started off, started off telling y'all that my personal goal in life is to be more like Jesus, to love like Jesus, to lead like Jesus, to live like Jesus. I just, I want to be more like Jesus. And what I want to tell you is don't try to be a better you. Try to be more like Jesus. Stop trying to be a better version of yourself. Even the best version of yourself doesn't compare if you really give your life to Jesus. It just doesn't compare. And that's why we have the Holy Spirit. He doesn't make us better than anybody else. He makes us better than ourselves. We are called to become more like Jesus every single day. Notice I didn't say be Jesus. Because some of y'all Christians who've grown up in church, some of y'all memorize more scripture than I do. You're better at pretending to be Jesus instead of being like Jesus. And then you start saying things to people as if you are holier than thou. And there are no holes in your hands. There are no holes in your feet. There is no hole in your side or scars on your back. I'm not telling you to be Jesus. I'm telling you to be like Jesus. Somebody say more. 
I'm not calling you to perfection or performance. That's what I'm really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about progression. I'm talking about every day getting incrementally better, not a complete change, but just trying to get better every single day. Because some of you, you need to know that that's an encouragement to you. You don't have to be completely different, but you have to be getting better every single day. We are made to be more like Jesus and unlike anyone else he ever made. We are to be more like him and less like them. Somebody say more. This is why average is not an option for you. God has not called you to normal, average, ordinary, or basic. In fact, I speak over you right now that there are no basic people in here, so stop hanging around basic people. There are no simple-minded people in here. You are intricately and intimately made and tied to the Father and the Holy Spirit. You are made for more. There's no one average in here. You are extraordinary. You are extraordinary. You are special. I don't just like hanging with y'all on Wednesday. I like being around you because I love saying something that speaks to your soul and seeing you glow when you walk out of this room. I'm like, yeah, they really got it tonight. Yeah, they really feel that thing tonight. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's really speaking to them. They're going to live more. They're going to love more. They're going to have more faith. They're going to give more. Why? Because they realize that they are called to more. God has called you to be abnormal, above average, above normal. That's what abnormal means. It doesn't just mean different. It means above normal. You are not subpar. Average isn't optional. Ordinary is not enough. Normal is unnecessary. Your small thinking has to stop. You are made to be more like Jesus. Somebody say more. God is calling us to more. He made us for more. And what happened was you thought you were regular. You came in here tonight thinking you were regular. Ordinary, standard. You are not regular. You thought you were, you, you literally believed the lie that there is nothing special about you or in you, but there is more. And hear me, some things will never come out of you until there is a demand placed on your life. I told you that when you go into a season of more, more will be required of you. I'm putting more on you because I know there's more. I expect more. Because until troubles come, until there's a demand on your life, it's not until life squeezes you that you realize there is more inside of you than you'll ever realize. But I don't want you to wait until life squeezes you to find out if there's more. I want you to walk in it now. Because if we become more like Jesus, we will always have more than what we came for. Always. See, in John 10.10, Jesus is offering us the kind of life that's more than the life you currently have. That's what he's offering you. He says more. Pastor Will, I'm already saved. There's more. He wants to give us a life that is more than the life that you live without God, those of you who don't believe in Jesus. He wants to give you more. It's a life of more than enough. It's a life that helps you realize if God is all I have, then I have all I need. It's a life full of peace that passes understanding. It's a life full of joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's a life full of wisdom. A life where you bend, but you don't break. Jesus came to give you that life. He came to give you that kind of life. The life Jesus is offering you is better than what you had, and it doesn't compare to what he has left. Somebody say there's more. As good as it is, it can still get better because there's more. And no matter how far you come, God is not through with you yet because there's more. And if there is still breath in your body, there is still more, there is still more God wants to do in your life. Somebody shout more. Come on, say it like you believe it. Say more. If you're ready for more. If you're tired of singing, if you're tired of singing about the things and not living in it, 
you're tired of talking about how good is how good God is, but not experiencing it. If you're tired of reading about hearing about exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask, think or imagine, but not realizing it and experiencing it. If you really want to get to that place, if you want to get to a place of more. I want you to step into it. I want you to believe it. I want you to submit to it, because in order to experience this life of more, we have to see Jesus as more than a savior. You got to see him as your Lord. Pastor Will, what do you mean by that? What's the difference? You must accept everything from Jesus, including his leadership. You must accept everything from Jesus, including his leadership. What does that mean? You need to stop asking Jesus to fix your life and then tell him you don't want him to change your life. Pastor Will, get me out of this situation, but don't touch any of the bad areas in my life. Giving your life to Jesus means submitting to his leadership. We have to stop wanting the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, and be willing to sacrifice ourselves. We can't have more of Jesus without more sacrifice of ourselves. Because to get more of Jesus, we have to give him all of us. Less of us, more of him. We have to stop settling for deliverance when we're called to repentance. Father, set me free, but don't make me change my life. Forgive me for my sins. Get me out of hell. Give me my get out of hell free card, but don't make me live like heaven on earth. Somebody say more. To be more like Jesus. If you want more, then you got to let God teach you and tell you to forgive people. No, Pastor Will, I'm not giving away my hurt. I'm going to keep that close. You don't know what they did to me. If you want to experience more, you better learn to forgive them. We have confused settling with humility. I don't I don't need anything. I'm okay. I don't need anything else. Confused settling with humility. Listen to me. You can be appreciative and grateful for what you have and still walk in expectation and, and anticipation for what's to come. Wanting what God wants for you isn't being ungrateful. It's expectation. It's faith. Wanting what God wants for you is faith. It's not being ungrateful for what you currently have. It's just wanting more. There's a desire in you. Everybody has it. Somebody say more. See, I'm in passionate pursuit of what Jesus died to give me. He died to give me more. He died to give you more. He didn't die just so he could break a habit in my life. He didn't die just so you could quit doing that thing that you know is keeping you from getting closer to him. Jesus didn't shed his blood just so you could be saved. Jesus' death was the manifestation of the links he will go to to give you more. I want you to stand up on your feet. We need to repent. We need to repent from settling. And we need to want more. Isaiah 43, 7 says, everyone, somebody say everyone, who is called by my name, whom... (laughs) I just want you to say everyone. It's okay, guys. I appreciate it. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made, settling does not glorify God. So if you're going to experience more, guess what? You need to serve more. we got plenty of serving opportunities. The easiest way for you to serve, even starting this Sunday, first impressions thing, just wave at people when they come through the doors. We could even do that on Wednesday nights. Give more. Those envelopes, this this 20K in two months, I believe in you because I know that there's more inside of you. You're going to give more. 
You're going to come up with creative ideas to get more money. Here's a novel idea. You're going to pray more. Because you were made for more. When people see your life, I don't want them to see you. I want them to see Jesus. When people come around, I don't don't even want them to be like, oh, that's Joshua. No, that's Jesus. When they come around, I don't even want them to be like, oh, that's the Pavlex brothers. No, that's Jesus. I want them when they see you, they don't see you. They see Jesus. They see more. It means people will see traits of God in their observations of us, in their interactions with us. That enables them to experience God through us. Somebody say more. Matthew 6, 33 says this. But more than anything else, but more than anything else, put God's work first and do what he wants. Then the other things will be will be yours. Some translations say will be added. If you seek God first, more will be added. Somebody say more.